Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back. Inside Polling. It's nice to have everyone with us again. It's nice to be back. Uh, it's been about two weeks. Things are heating up, as we know. We got about 30 some odd days to go until um, the midterm elections. And what does that mean? And everyone who's been following us and some of the new people that, that haven't been, we've got a split Senate 50-50. And of course, uh, that means that since the uh, president is a Democrat, uh, they have a, a basically a tie-splitting vote. Uh, Vice President Harris has that vote. So really, they do control the Senate. They do control the House, the Dems. And of course, they uh, of course we have President Biden, who's a Democrat. So the this is a midterm election where generally, whoever's in, uh, in power in the presidency, it generally goes the other way. Meaning, if you have a Democratic president, usually the House and the Senate would be the opposite. You know, people people get annoyed with whoever's there after after 60 days. Everyone has dreams of uh, what this president's going to be. So if it's President Trump, uh, the, the seats flip two years in. Uh, uh, we go back to uh, Obama, uh, Obama uh, the seats uh, split badly, uh, both both of his reelections. So again, we're going to be looking at this, and we looked at it last time just to go over quickly what we did last time. We went over all this, the hot Senate seats. There's like five, six, seven hot Senate seats that are going to basically be, uh, you know, who who is going to win this Senate. It's going to come down to just those few seats. The House seats, of course, very difficult to analyze on polls because there's not a lot of polling, um, nationwide polling, basically, on each uh, congressional seat. And again, it's every congressional seat. It's about a third of the Senate seats. Um, and I'm sure you see the signs coming up uh, with your local towns and possibly governors. And you you know, you know see the, uh, the political signs all over the place for those. So let's get into uh, a little of what we do here for some of the, because we are, of course, gaining a lot of new followers. Uh, and I appreciate it. I really want to thank everybody for jumping on board, asking questions. Uh, I'm always here to answer that. We're listened to in, I don't even know what it, we're up to now, 30, 35 countries. I mean, it, it's incredible when I look at the statistics of um, the podcast and 66% of the people that list this podcast are in the U.S. That not that interesting? Um, so you, we, we've got a ton of people uh, that are interested in politics, which is great, or maybe learning about uh, U.S. politics at the same time. With that, uh, I want to thank you all for, for of course, being with me. Uh, I'm going to continue to do this. Listen, we're the only podcast that tells you right down the middle. My view means nothing uh, to this podcast. I'll shoot it in once in a while, but it's meaningless. This is about providing you uh, the knowledge and the polling of exactly what's going on up till today. I'm not going to sway you one way or, or another, and I have no interest in doing that either because, as you know, not many people can be swayed in politics. Uh, we're going to talk about today Biden's approval rating, which last time we discussed that I thought that Biden's approval rating, which was shooting to the moon, would drop down a hair, and it did a little bit, and it did, and it did follow exactly what I was thinking would happen. Uh, we're going to go into that congressional generic question. Who do you prefer, Republican and Democrat? And both people, 
Both groups are doing a pretty good job running their campaigns. They've got their campaign, right? Democrats are going to run on uh, the new abortion issue that the Supreme Court basically blew up, uh, what's it now, 60, 70 days ago now, which threw a wrench into the whole system. The Republicans are going to have a full wave, a full red wave going into that Supreme Court. And, uh, and listen, my opinion, overreached it, didn't need to do it. The abortion issue hasn't been discussed as, in politics since the 1980s, Okay, probably the 1980 convention. That's going back a long time. I just, I just basically told you how old I am. Uh, but the most important thing is the Republicans, after scrambling now, right, had the whole thing going. They didn't have to do anything. They, they were just letting the Dems fumble the ball. Biden was fumbling it all over the place. We're gonna, we should really talk about Biden also because I think the Dems uh, overreached his thinking that he was a, uh, doing very well in the approval ratings, not doing very well, improving in, in the approval ratings have thrown him out way too much. But we'll get to that in a second. So the Republicans responding after falling on their face, right? Because the tidal wave is falling on. It's like hitting a, getting hit by waves in the ocean, right? When you're a little kid, these waves keep on hitting and hitting. You have a good time. and You're the Dems. You're just getting hit constantly. They had nowhere to go. You couldn't swim out. They were getting smashed. And Biden was fumbling all over the place. The Dems couldn't do anything. And the Supreme Court opens the, the magic genie. And the Dems rub their little genie and pop out. Oh, we have an abortion issue. Supreme Court, who, by the way, after all of the uh, the hatred of having a Republican Supreme Court, boy, has that paid off for you, the Dems out there. Right? Hating every single person that was in there. But listen, if you didn't get the Republican Supreme Court in there, you'd be getting destroyed right now in this midterm. Destroyed. But... Because see how it's, it's politics is fascinating, isn't it? It's just it's shocking how things can change on a dime. The Republicans, after then floundering, right now they got all they talking about is Trump, abortion. We got January sixth. Everything's thrown at them now. They have no way out. So what do they do? Both teams go back and say, "Okay, I'm a Dem. I'm going to run on the abortion issue. Try to get these women back in, on my favor." Which were scrambling, scrambling to the Republican side. After and, and what do the Repubs do? They decide, okay, let's jump on crime. Let's jump uh, on immigration. So the Republicans now, all around the country, run, running on crime, uh, immigration, and the economy. Of course, we heard today or yesterday about OPEC. Uh, the gas prices are going to go up, and they're going to go up, and, and Biden's got pressure, right, talking to Venezuela. And, you know, my view on this is, hey, if you're going to, if, if you're going to, push down our own, we can generate enough oil and gas in this country through pipelines and other issues that are hot topics. But we know President Biden has shut that down. So what do you have to do? You have to rely on others. When you have to rely on others, the price can come and get you. So Republicans are are barreling into these issues. The De And the Dems have solidified, I'm running on uh, the democracy of the country and abortion, right? And they're going to go at that all day long. So the fight is on to the finish. Let's get to how that's affecting the polls and where we are today. So Biden's approval. I'm going to run you through some of the numbers on, uh, I'm just going to run you through the approval ratings. Okay. I'm not going to even take you through the polls because this is, while it's important, 
I think we found Biden has kind of solidified himself in that 42, 43 range. And yes, was he looking like maybe he can get up to 44? Yeah, but it's not happening. It's He's going to probably settle right here. And will he tick down a little more? I don't know. Maybe possibly down to that 42. He's going to be somewhere between 42 and 44. Is that a great rating? It's not great. But is that okay for, for a president in today's time? Yes. Yes, it is. This is where Trump's numbers were. This is where some of Obama's numbers were. This is where Biden's numbers. This is, listen, you're never going to make anybody happy anymore. The days of 50% approval rating and 55, over. Don't look for it. There's no incredible, we're too divisive in this country now, no matter who you put in, right? Somebody can come down from the heavens, they're not getting 50%. It's just not how it's happening. And that's okay. Accept that. Accept that. We're split and that's all it is. So Biden's approval ratings in the last, let me just run you down in the last 12 polls or so. 38, 43, 40, 46, 45, 42, 49. By the way, we haven't seen a 49 in a long time. 46, 40, and 45. Okay, pretty good rating. It's about 42 and a half approval rating. It's about 43-ish. That's down a hair. He lost a couple points from, uh, and, I, and I thought he would. You, you can't zoom to the moon. At some point, people are going to sit back and say, huh, do I really like this guy? And here's the mistake I think the, the, the Democratic uh, campaigners for, for Biden, people in the White House, are making. You could put Biden out there. Uh, you could put him in trucks with his sunglasses. Um, you can make him look, you know, you can dress him up, make him look as good as you possibly can, possibly can but you can't have him out there constantly now talking. Stumbling. I mean, what he did the other day was, I mean... I mean, check it out on YouTube. I'm sure most of you have heard it, but you know, when you when you're when you're going to a state and you're calling out somebody who's passed away months earlier, and you're saying, "Where are you? Where are you?" And this poor this poor lady has had passed away, and he's out there calling her out by name. I mean, it's just a. And then, of course, the poor the poor spokesman for the White House, right, gets about 13 questions on it. What are you going to say? What are you going to say to that? Why did the president talk about this lady? you know, who passed away five months ago. And matter of fact, when she did, you, you he made comments on it. And he's calling out. What can you possibly say? Well, she says it was on, he, he was, she was on top of his mind. I mean, you know, come on. It's, uh, they got to get him out of there. They got to pull him back here over the, the last month. Nobody wants to campaign with him. None of the, none of these hot sentences, people, nobody wants, you can't have him in, in your state. So, Right now, I think the best thing to do is pull him out. He's making mistakes daily now. I mean, he said that he grew up in a Puerto Rican uh, neighborhood. That he's basically grew up in. The, I mean, because he's talking to you know a group of of Puerto of Puerto Rican people. I mean, come, Joe, come on, stop, stop with the old stories. And they got to they got to pull him back. I'm sure that that sure that was a meeting that happened yesterday. Okay, we've had enough of that we pushed a little too far. Let's just let him drive electrical cars in Michigan. That's about all we can do with him. Um. Where they go with, now, let's flip over to the, the congressional, because again, every Congress seat is up. The Dems are up by less than 10 seats, which means the Republicans flip, you know, five or six of those seats and it flips over. So there's a question that every, every poll basically asks. It's, hey, uh, if your congressional person was running, candidate was running, would you, would you vote generally a, it's a generic question, not, has no names to it, a Republican or Democrat? I discussed it last time. This poll had been 
owned basically by Republicans up to three, four, five points since a year ago. The Dems had taken over the lead last time we talked two weeks ago. The Republicans have flipped it back by about a point, a little less than a point. This is this is starting to wobble now, back and forth, back and forth. The Republicans started to gain a little momentum, and it's natural, isn't it? It's natural. You're you're let's say you know you're an independent woman. The abortion thing comes out. You're about to vote Republican. You're looking at Biden, and you're saying, "Oh my gosh!" You're looking at your economy. You're looking at your gases. You're looking at your your retirement funds. Which God, don't even open yours. I got mine today. Holy smokes! Um, and then Supreme Court, we open, we open Dobbs up, right? And, and look what happens. So now you sway hard, right? There's all this out. The press is on it. The momentum, the Dems get a chance. And after a while, okay, the, the abortion issue is a big issue for me. Does it, does it pertain to me? I'm a mom. I'm, I'm a mom of two kids, three kids. Um, does that matter to me? No, it does. Maybe in a week, two weeks, three weeks. Does it matter in a month? Does it matter two months later? Does it matter three months later? Do you start to go back to your home and think about your economy? Or do you start to think about the things that you didn't like, but all of a sudden now you like just because of one issue? So is one issue, one issue going to sway the economy or possibly crime or maybe education and the things that Dems were pushing last year? When they got beat in Virginia, you remember all those hot topics, don't right? Can't forget about those hot topics. That's what swayed people to to thinking about. I'm going to vote Republican this time. I need to change. I don't like what I'm seeing. So is the abortion that the Dems are all on, hundred percent on? Is that going to sway that voter in a day when that first comes out? Yes. In a week? Yes. In a month? Yes. But now that things have settled down a hair. A hair. Now you're back to living your life. It's not in the papers every day. Sure, the Dems want it to be. That's all that they want to talk about, right? But now you're sitting at home. You're opening your 401k. You're thinking about the economy. Gas prices are ticking up. We know they're going to continue to go up. And so you got the crime issue that the Republicans are, are hitting hard at. And so where does that go from here? So since we've talked in two weeks, we've swayed a little bit more Republican again. The Republicans have taken the lead back in this poll. I'll just read you a little bit of the last numbers and how we get to that average. Republicans by five. We've got a tie. Republicans by one. Dems by four. Republicans by two. Republicans by one. Republicans by five. Republicans by one. Democrats by one. Dems by three. Dems by three. Dems by one. Republicans by three. Okay. Averages out to just a small, a small lead for Republicans. Very small. A point to under a point. Okay. That's where we stand there. Have we seen a sway? Have we seen Biden's numbers come down a little bit, but then they came right back up again a little bit. They've strengthened. We've seen the Dem, the Republicans shoot, the Republicans obviously shoot off hard. Dems caught up, surpassed them over, over all the issues we just discussed. Republicans coming back a hair. Now, how does that relate to the Senate? I probably got, what, six seats here, and that's all that matters now. Isn't it funny? It doesn't matter what happens anywhere. It doesn't matter what happens in Connecticut, California, right? We can go on and on. Illinois, all, any any seat. It doesn't matter. 
It does not matter except for a few states, just like the presidential election, just like we sat here, and I don't know what show we're up to, probably show 60 now, and we discussed it over and over and over again. It's only a few states, and that's how we're built. So let's go over a little bit of the easier ones before we get to the super tight ones. Arizona. Now, what's happening in Arizona? You got Kelly there. Kelly won kind of an interim um, uh, interim election last time. Now, he has to come back and run for his full six-year term now. This was just a two-year term. So now he runs for his six-year term. Same thing with Warnock in Georgia. Okay, He won uh, also uh, two years ago when Biden won. It's getting... Well, has there been a little movement in Arizona? Yes. Has there been enough if you're a Republican? No. Let's go over where we are. I'm going to show you some polls from before. Kelly by 6, Kelly by 12, Kelly by 8. Okay? Now we go to a Kelly by 2, Kelly by 1, a Kelly by 7, a Kelly by 5, a Kelly by 5, a Kelly by six, and a Kelly by three. So the last couple polls are five, five, six, three. We've got a average right now of Kelly by four. Now, I mean, a lot of things would have to happen for Kelly to lose. Kelly's a great candidate. Astronaut. Um, Arizona's obviously moving, I mean, a little bit more like purple, if not blue already. Um, with the influx from people from California. But Kelly's leading by four on an, on an average. We have to watch this. Does this creep down to threes and twos, or does this stay five and sixes? Stays in five sixes, he should have no problem getting elected. Okay, let's move off of Arizona. So then, by the way, again, that's a hold for the Dems if Kelly wins. New Hampshire, we discussed last time. I didn't have enough data. I've got some data. Um... You have Hassan in there, who's the uh, current senator against Bolduck, who had a nasty uh, uh, primary for the Republicans. I'm just going to give you what I have, five polls for you. Hassan by eight, Hassan by nine, Hassan by seven, Hassan by six, Hassan by three. This looks like a somewhat easy win for Senator Hassan, who's a Democrat in New Hampshire. That's a hold. And the Republicans do not get to attack Either one of those states, Arizona, New Hampshire. Let's go to let's go to Wisconsin. Last time I was with you, this was basically a tie. Um, now, Senator Johnson, who has his own issues, uh, a little controversial, a little bit out there, uh, not the greatest candidate, but listen, <laughs> the guy wins. Guy wins in Wisconsin. Um, He's going up against Barnes, a Democrat there. Let me read you the polls from uh, earlier. Well, let me read you the polls in September. Barnes by seven, Barnes by four, Barnes by two, Johnson by one, and Barnes by one. Okay, that leads us up to about 20, about 20 days ago. Now, just listen what's happened in the last 20 days. And I don't know if we wanted to average what two seven four two and one, you know what's that about a two and a half point lead for Barnes? That's September fifteenth. Okay, 
Let me take you through the last polls in, in Wisconsin. Johnson, the Republican, by four. Johnson by two. Johnson by five. Johnson by two. Johnson by five. And a tie. Okay, so if you take this, when you work on averages of polls, you don't use full history. You use somewhat the most current, which is about two weeks. If you take the last two weeks of polls, you got a Johnson three-point three lead in Wisconsin. He basically flipped it. He basically flipped it. Senator Johnson has made a huge comeback in Wisconsin and is now has a three-point lead. Something, I mean, something bad would have to happen there. But now all of a sudden, Wisconsin, which the Dems were salivating for, salivating. Johnson wasn't, wasn't even going to run at the last second he runs. Not a great candidate, but he has made a comeback. He has made a comeback. So that would be a hold for the Republicans in Wisconsin being attacked heavily by the Democrats there. So we've got a hold in Arizona, a hold in New Hampshire, and a hold in Wisconsin. Let's go to Ohio. Now, the governor, the governor in Ohio, and I'm going to pull this up while I continue to talk here. Sorry, guys. Um, is doing extremely well. And I'm just going to grab this real quick for you. Um, he's he's in he's got to be in double digits right now in in Ohio. And let me just get that for you. <clears throat> so, yeah. So DeWine there, who's a Republican, is listen to this average, is leading by 17 points on average, okay, against his Democratic candidate. And Ohio, which used to be a huge battleground state, is now red. Red, red. And it turned red quick. We discussed a little bit last time, right? The blue collar has moved Republican. And so DeWine is winning there by 17 points on average. And his last poll was 23 points. That's going to be a blowout. So you got to expect, right, that Vance, who's a Republican there, running against Ryan, a Democrat, um, in Ohio, is going to do extremely well. Well, I mean, listen to these polls. Vance, the Republican, by three. Vance, the Republican, by five. Ryan, the Democrat, by one. Vance, the Republican, by four. Vance, the Republican, by one. And Ryan, the Democrat, by three in the latest poll. This gives Vance a one-point lead on the average. I mean, you've got a governor winning by 17 points. You're running for Senate. And you've got a one-point lead in the same polls. So when uh, Marist, let's just say Marist poll, Marist College poll, has Vance up by one, let me just look over here. Marist has got DeWine up by 16. There's a 15, 15 points difference between the Republican governor and the Republican running for Senate. That tells you how bad a candidate can be. And remember... A lot of bad candidates. A lot of bad candidates. I mean, Fetterman in, in Pennsylvania for the Dems, horrible candidate. Uh, Herschel Walker in Georgia, I mean, a disaster. Here in Ohio, uh, Vance, not a good candidate. But leading by one. we got to watch this one. 
hard. Has not been any polls out since about 10 days ago. Maybe even a little more. Now let's go to North Carolina. Another always super tight, tight. And, and, and the Dems must look at North Carolina and be like, are you kidding me? How could we not win North Carolina, right? I mean, it's not the deep south. And somehow the Republicans keep squeaking out North Carolina. Uh, Bud is the Republican of going against Beasley there, Democrat. And let me go through the last couple polls. Bud by three, Bud by three, Bud by three. Now here's the last two, tie and Bud by one. Okay, so things have gotten a little tighter here in this race. Bud is leading by about one and a half. So the Republican, who this is a Republican seat, and I should have mentioned that in Ohio. Ohio is a Republican seat. Uh, the senator is not running for re-election there in Ohio. But going back to North Carolina, same thing here. The the Republican Senate and the Republicans lost a lot of senators for re-election here. They bailed. Um, Bud is Bud is leading by one and a half points, and um, so not not looking well, looking tight. Looking very tight. We're going to watch this. So Ohio and North Carolina, the Republicans are hanging on by a thread to these seats. And these are holds. I mean, if the Dems win Ohio or win North Carolina, they are taking over the Senate. There's no doubt about it. Let's go to, I mean, let's go to the two extremely hot races. Three hot races. I mean, there's, there's, there's a couple. I mean, let's assume that Ohio is going to go Republican, right? I mean, if that if that goes the other way, that'd be the biggest shocker of the night. And let's assume that North Carolina, maybe by maybe by two points, Republican wins. Let's go to Pennsylvania, right? We got a million more Democrats there in Pennsylvania. Fetterman, who is a nightmare candidate for the Dems, against Doctor Oz. I mean, I don't know. Is that? Is, I mean, what is going on in Pennsylvania? All right, so Fetterman had a stroke during his primary, and still won. Still won. Guy wears sweatshirts. You may have seen him. Uh, they got video of him. I mean, there's, I, there's, so, many, there's so many bad things that, about, about this candidate. But remember, Pennsylvania, million more Democratic voters. How can a Republican possibly win the Senate? Well, the 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 Republicans are currently the senator, have the Senate right now in Pennsylvania. Up for election, didn't run again, another seat. Okay, so again, Republican abandons his seat. Dr. Oz is running for Republicans, Fetterman for the Dems. Um, so let's go over some of the polling numbers here. I'm just going to read you, uh, well, I'm going to read you the last month or so. Actually, less than a month, probably the last three weeks. Fetterman by five. Now remember, Fetterman had a lead of about nine, maybe even 10. Then it got down to eight. Then it got down to around seven. Now, let's, let me read you these numbers. Fetterman by five, Fetterman by two, Fetterman by five, Fetterman four, Fetterman seven, Fetterman three, Fetterman four, Fetterman two, Fetterman six. That gets Fetterman an average of 4.3. Okay, four point lead right now by Fetterman. But if you read the last four polls, three, four, two, six, I don't know, what's that average out to? Yeah, you know, four-ish, three-ish. Okay, so 
this race has tightened from double digits to nine to six. To, now we're down to four. Got to watch this. Can, can, can the Republicans somehow pull this seat down? Now, what does this do if Fetterman wins, right? So Fetterman's, Oz has never led a poll. Never led a poll. North Carolina, Beasley, as a Democrat, never led a poll. Okay? At least Ryan in Ohio has led a few polls. Now, Dr. Oz has not led one poll. Not one. So, a lot of work to do for Dr. Oz to hold this seat for Republicans. If the Republicans lose this seat, where possibly can they win? I just read you Arizona. Kelly's got a four-point lead. Is he going to lose there? Where, where else? Where else can they win? We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. There's two different spots. So Fetterman goes into, with 30 days to go, a four-point lead. Oz, never let a poll. I'll be following that for you. Again, follow me on Twitter. Every single poll, the second it comes out, goes on Twitter. All right. Inside polling one, by the way, on Twitter. Um, let's go to Georgia. Just want to discuss this Georgia. Let's talk about the Georgia governor race real quick. I'm just going to jump in front of the Senate. Uh, Kemp there, who's running against Abrams. Uh, Walker, uh, Herschel Walker, who's running as a Senate, has, has you know, been a nightmare there for Republicans trying to, again, this is a Democratic seat that they won two years ago that was always Republican. Always Republican. So they took both seats in the Senate, the Dems, from, from the Republicans. They stole two seats, right? Not stole. I should, God, oh, my God. Should I ever use that word? Wrong word, guys. Won the, won the election fair and square in Georgia, uh, but basically took the, um, took the seats right there from um, uh, the Republicans, and that was a, a, a plus two. Now, the Republicans have been looking at this seat big time, saying themselves, you know, I can, I can win back this, I can win back this seat. Now, the governor's race has been Kemp over Stacey Abrams, who's a good candidate for the Dems, but Kemp there, the governor has been showing very good numbers. Here's his, here's the poll numbers for him. Eight, two, eight, 11, six, seven, seven. And I'm just going to show you the last two, just because since the news broke on Walker and all the drama he's having, uh, this, 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 the Herschel Walker running for Senate. Kemp's numbers now, never seen these polls, two and five back to back, okay? That was basically uh, within, yeah, that was yesterday, okay? Two and five. So um, we'll watch that governor's race real quick over the next couple weeks to see if there's any movement there as Walker drags down Kemp. So let's go to this Georgia race. Where can the Republicans possibly win? Well, this is this has been right on the nut here. Georgia, Herschel Walker run against uh, Reverend Warnock there, who's now the Senator Warnock. The polls were, you know, Warnock with a uh, big lead, started to narrow, and then I'm sure all of you have heard about this Herschel Walker drama. The latest ones is politics. It won't last forever. It'll last a week or so, and then. The race will get back on, but we got a Warnock poll for by six, a Walker poll by two, a Warnock poll by two, a Warnock poll by two, and a tie. Okay, 
So Warnock, the Senator Warnock by six. Walker comes back with a plus two. Senator Warnock plus two. Senator Warnock plus two in a tie. Now, the last three polls. Um, Warnock, Senator Warnock by four. You've got a, now listen to this one. The night that the news broke on Walker. Now, you can't take this and why they do this. I, they're just looking for a quick poll, a quick snap and some big news. Warnock by 12. Okay, we haven't seen a 12 anywhere. So Warnock leading by 12, and Warnock, I got a poll from yesterday, by three. Where does this leave the race? We got about a 3.8 lead for Senator Warnock there, holding off Walker, who is having a hard time in Georgia. Hard time in Georgia. Stumbling, bumbling his way through this wrong candidate, just like Dr. Oz, just like Fetterman, uh, it goes all over the place, okay? So, if the Dems hold Georgia, think about that. If the Dems hold Georgia and flip Pennsylvania, what happens? Well, there's one state that has gotten very, very, very interesting. And is it surprising? I don't know. I don't know if any of you guys can guess, but it's Nevada. It's Nevada. Now, Biden, uh, Biden won and, and, and Hillary um, won Nevada. So Laxalt, who's the Republican there, is running against Cortez Masto. Cortez Masto, I'm just going to read you polls from early in the year to, to middle of the year. Um and the numbers were Cortez Masto by five, Laxalt by three, Cortez Masto, Masto the Dem by nine, Laxalt three, uh, Masto eight, Masto three, Masto seven, Laxalt three, and Masto the Dem by one. That takes us up to about a month ago, about a month and two weeks. Here's the last month's polls. Laxalt the Republican by one. Laxalt by one. Laxalt by three. Laxalt by four. Laxalt by two. And Laxalt by two. What is that? That gives you an average of two points for Laxalt the Republican in Nevada, and this would be a flip. This is a Democratic seat. Never really thought as, I don't know, I mean, listen, Nevada's always going to be close, like North Carolina. It's always going to be in that two, three point range. But this has got the nation's or the and all the political people's eyes wide open. Wide open. Um, let's just say, let's go with everything we have. Nevada flips right let's go to georgia warnock holds fetterman beats oz and north carolina stays republican ohio stays republican johnson and wisconsin holds boldick and new hampshire holds i'm sorry uh, hassan and new hampshire holds Kelly in Arizona holds. 
<laughs> we're back to a tie. We're back to a tie. So how big? Now, sure, Ohio, there's a chance. North Carolina, there's a chance. Hey, listen, if the Dems catch a wave here, right, with a month ago, sure. Uh, if, let's just say, things stay stable, Republicans hold on. It really comes, this whole this whole thing comes down to Pennsylvania with Fetterman and Oz, who Fetterman, listen, the guy, the guy can't even campaign. Can't talk. He's really struggling. But Oz is a bad candidate. You got Georgia. And you have Nevada. This is almost coming down to three states. Okay. So whoever wins two out of three basically wins. Think about that. Whoever wins two out of three of these three states, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Nevada, wins. Okay. That's who's going to control the Senate. Why do you think... Fetterman raised twenty million dollars in his last uh, in his last quarter, and same. I mean, the Dems are pouring money into these three states. Pouring. Warnock got what twenty over twenty million dollars. So the Dems have no shortage of money on these three states. Everybody knows it. The eyes are on it, and this is the where it's going to be. So I'm leaving you today. We'll try to remember these numbers. Georgia, Democrat, leading by 3.8. Pennsylvania, Democrat, leading by 4.3 points. Nevada, the Republican, leading by 2. Okay? So that's your update. That should get your everything that we have. Biden pretty much stable. Uh, the congressional seat, maybe swinging back Republican a point or two. Uh, the Some of the North Carolina and Ohio, super tight. Pennsylvania, creeping down from 10 to 4 as the Republican tries to put the uh, Dr. Oz tries to put the push on and Republicans kind of start to maybe maybe by you know just 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 coming back to its base and voting Republican uh you got a mess in Georgia for the Republicans with Walker there and a shocker in Nevada um with the Republican winning there and of course what's it about it's about immigration and economy and Latino votes and, and of course, this is this is the big thing, right? We we know where the black vote goes, Democrat. We know where now the wealthy are going now, Democrat. We know that minorities. We always used to say this, right? Always Democrat, but get this Latino vote sitting out there now, which is becoming they're becoming more and more a voting Republican because of economy, crime, and immigration. Crime, economy, immigration, hardworking Latino voters looking at it, analyzing it, and, and starting to creep to Republicans. It, not meaning majority, but maybe versus 10% uh, 20 years ago to maybe moving to 20% to now getting up around the 30s. That matters. That matters. So with that, guys, I'm going to leave you. And um, I'll see you on Twitter. Uh, keep sending the questions in. I love you all. Have a wonderful day. Stay healthy, guys. And we'll chat with you soon. Take care.